This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast in what I am terming as the most important game in Aston Villa's history, Aston Villa's history since the start of the season. <laughs> well, but it is. I think every game between now and, the, now and the end of the season is going to be the next most important game. And, and, and do you know what? Isn't it a pleasure to have it that way when you're hoping to get into... Maybe Europe's top table, maybe Europe's second table, or hell, even even Europe's third table would be absolutely fantastic because long enough we were looking to try and uh, just stay within England's top table, never mind getting getting towards Europe. So it's been a fantastic season uh, so far, and today is the next rung in the ladder, and hopefully, 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 Villa get the result today because I have a sneaking suspicion that if Villa get in front of Spurs, things might look rosy for Villa, and, and we have an opportunity to do it tonight. Well, look. Let, let's let's uh, not get too carried away. It, it is the most important game of the season so far, as was Saturday when it came around, yeah. and it's as important as the Wolves game, the Spurs game, the Brighton hmm. game that's coming ahead because they're the ones that we're going to be expected to get something from. I'm not expecting something from the weekend. Um, if it comes, great. If it doesn't, I won't be losing any sleep over it. If we lose tonight. I will lose sleep over it. There's nothing surer. Um, I'm going to watch the game in the pub with the the Limerick Lions, but uh, I may <laughs> I, I I may change my mind about drinking. I wasn't going to have a drink, but I might change my mind if we don't get the win tonight. But uh, yes, it is. It's vital. It's vital. Three points. It it knocks Fulham completely out of the reckoning from what yes. I can see, and it just puts us one step forward. And look, I'd snap your hands if you can tell me now we can have seven. I'd snap your hands off. That's the, that's the way I am. Me I'm too. not. I'm not begging for Champions League or Europa League or whatever it is. What will be will be. I just want us to finish in European spots now. I'm exactly like that as well, Paddy. I think tonight is the one. Tonight is is an eliminator. That's what I, I think I called it that in the, in the show notes as well on, on YouTube. Mm. Tonight is the European eliminator. You know, we beat Fulham. We knocked them out of European contention. Uh, barring they go on a miraculous run. Uh, we knocked them out of European contention. We also leapfrog Spurs. Spurs have to play United tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know who wins that game. You know, I, 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 I genuinely don't. 
Um, and it's it's yeah. So like that's what I meant by when I said that every game from here on in is the most important game of uh, of Villa's Villa's history since the start of the season. Um, yeah. and and that's the way it's going to be because you know we it's it's all like to get to where we are now it's been an incremental piece it's like win the next game win the next game win the next game and i know there was a time period there paddy before we went over where we were talking about geez we could have nine points in a week but now it's a case of let's have three points in 90 minutes let's have three points in 90 minutes and let's take it incrementally like that like like the yeah. old adage of how do you eat an elephant one, one bite at a time we've been doing that exactly. up until now and now and we have to eat, even eat it in smaller parcels. We did parcels. have a, we did have that week where we wanted the nine points, and that was the most defining week of the season. As long yes. as we don't fuck up the rest of it, so we we've made we've made that statement by getting those nine points on the board and eliminating an awful lot of people and pushing ourselves ahead. So it's just about staying ahead now, getting the points on the board, and staying in pole position to to get into one of the European places. John asked there in the comments before I forget where we watch the games in Limerick, Phil Flannery's pub in Denmark Street. Not for every game. Check out the Munster Lions on Twitter or Facebook and the guys will tell you where we'll be. Are you inside Phil Flannery's now? Lovely yeah. pub. Phil's <laughs> Great looked after, pub. no matter what sport goes on in Limerick, Phil has looked after them at some stage in Phil Flannery's <laughs> pub. So there's, and the thing, the reason we're calling it Phil Flannery's is there's like about nine different pubs in Limerick called Flannery's. So uh, yeah. you have to determine it by... Uh, uh, Depend, depends on who you want to meet, you tell them you're going to Flannery's and then tell them yeah. you're in the wrong one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Although I made uh, I, I made the massive mistake of organising a stag in Limerick one time for people who weren't from Limerick, but obviously I'm, I, I was from Limerick and I said, we'll go to Flannery's pub. And of course they arrived onto the hotel and I was coming in from where I was staying because there's no need for me to be in the hotel. And I was in a Flannery's and they were dotted around in different Flannery's around the, around the city. And uh, yeah, so it was... Uh, it was an interesting night trying to it was like hurting cats. But anyway, less about that and more about the game tonight. Um, like like Paddy, this Fulham team, obviously they were on the crest of a wave, and they still are. It's been a monumental season for them, been an absolute brilliant season for them. Yeah, only six points behind us. Um at the moment. So that's why I think a win for us today and uh, you know, knocks them out of contention. But they're going to be missing a central striker. And I personally think that they stuttered against Leeds at the weekend, albeit they won two one. I think Leeds were just Leeds kind of leads themselves. They got in their own way, I think, in that game. Um, they had loads of opportunities. And what really gives me massive, massive heart in this game today, number one is we're at home. Number two, the work of Brandon Aronson, who just basically like he's a workhorse. He runs around the field. Yes, a lot of Leeds fans, a lot of a lot of uh, statistics don't go his way. Leeds fans think he think he's a small bit too busy on the ball. But the way that he was able to get space in around there. If he had, or if he was maybe that bit better on a class level, he would have he would have put him on toast. I think uh, this Fulham defense on toast, and their defense has been uh, been their biggest biggest asset this season, and it's still going to be really good good defense this um, tonight as well. So it just gives me a small yeah. bit of hope that maybe they're running out of a bit of steam at this period in time. And also, Paddy, the elephant in the room is there's rumors going around today that Marco Silva is out of there at the end of the season and going to Spurs. That can't be helpful for Dreadful. Oh. Definitely not. Definitely not helpful if that's if that's the rumor. Um, I'm always a big uh, it's, it's a big annoyance of mine when managers announce that they're leaving before the end of the season because players seem to down tools because they, they really don't give a shit about uh, about what, what what's going to happen after that. But look, they're they're a decent side. Um, I, I expect Wilson and Willian to play and give us a, 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 a bit of grief yeah. on, on the wings. And I think that's going to be the defining thing for them. If if they 
if we're we're allowing Robinson and Tete to get forward on either wing, that's going to cause trouble for us. So I I I envisage that's where we will target, um, those and and hem them back in, into the into their defensive positions. And I, I think I think we I think we will put a lot of pressure on from the start, um, as in a very high line, try and pressurize them back. And, and try and get something early like mm. like what has been the Unai Emery's way for most of the games. So uh, I th- I think I think whoever if we score first, we'll score a few. If we if we if we're uh, let's say if we're what's the word I'm looking for uh, frustrated like we were at the weekend, we could we could end up in a similar situation. But uh, I suppose the big news, Neil, is that we're going to have Emmy Martinez back. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that's any. Uh, I- no, Any I see there that Stefan said the the Saturday just tweeted a job. We got news today as well that Emmy yeah. was going to start. Well, he trained. So. He trained yesterday. Trained Once yesterday. he trained yesterday, we knew we knew it was going to it was going to happen. But uh, yeah, this, I think that's our most important player today to to have him back in there. As I always say, we can replace most positions, but there's there's one or two that we can't. So to have that fit striker, to have that Emmy Martinez, anybody else, I think can be replaced. So. I'm happy enough, whatever he decides to do, whether he goes with Chambers at right back to give Ashley Young that break, I honestly don't know, but we'll find out soon enough. We will indeed, and Paddy, I completely forgot to load up Twitter, so, um, <laughs> duh, duh, duh. Uh, oh, Aston Villa are paying the 1,600 pounds uh, a month. For the verified official organization, I wonder would they put us on for the sixty, the sixty quid a month on Twitter to to be an affiliate of uh, of of the club? That'd be interesting. <laughs> I'd pay it myself. Like it's kind. I don't really mind. But nah, not for me. Not for me. Um, yeah. So I think we're gonna have a team any moment. It's gone forty-five, and we do have a team. Um, let me just share up the screen here. Aston for the official Twitter. We have a team, and there he is. Like a fighter, the Look. big man is there. Oh no, he's holding anti shirt that was there. What kind of a fist is that? And and his left hand because it looks weird, <laughs> but he's holding up the shirt. So we have Martinez, Young, Concept Mings, Alex Moreno, McGinn, Dendonker, Douglas Louise, Ramsey, Buendia, Watkins, uh, Olsen, Sinisado, Diego Carlos, Treore, Chambers, Duran, Dina, Raven, and Tommy O'Reilly. And I was going to say same team, same subs, but Tommy O'Reilly comes in there to make it different to the. On, on the bench, but uh, uh, personally, I must. I thought there might have been a naturally young shape. Can you, can you not add that to the screen? No, what did yeah. I not add it to the screen? Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought I had it up there. Oh, I yeah. did, I just never clicked on and share. Yeah, so look, there we go. I, I was worried about this team tonight because you wouldn't know how, how anyone with any kind of virus or bug would react in the space of three days, but. Thankfully, he appears to be back to full fitness, and I, I make no apologies for saying even if he's at eighty percent, I'd rather see him in there. So we have the strongest team that we could expect, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so too. I don't. I'm not. I don't see any glaring omissions there on the bench or anything like that. Um, no. Great to see Tommy O'Reilly back involved as well. Not that we'll probably see him playing at all unless we go four or five nil up. I would imagine. But uh, great to see him in around the team. Um, obviously, with what we're chasing, it's not the time to be blooding young lads in there. <laughs> no. Like, look, hey, 4-0 up is the time to maybe blood lads. But we saw that against Newcastle, 3-0 up. 
and Unai Emery took the chance to bring on Chambers as at right back and no John Duran. So I'm not saying that we're going to be three or four in it up in this game at all, but I'm just mm. saying, you know, we were talking about blood and young fellas. That's probably the only chance we get to see it. But um, yeah, look, I suppose the positive, like there's a lot of, obviously it's all positive. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Martinez is in there. But if I was to play devil's advocate for a minute, could we say that mm, this team is, Trotted a long furrow over the last two and last two and a half months, you know. And it's been more or less unchanged, albeit for cash maybe coming in in some in some instances. Yes, we had Kamara come back for one half of football. Uh, then Donker has come in there and, and Bailey is out of the team or whatever. But like they're only just minor kind of changes. The core element of this team is trotted a long furrow over the last two and a half months. Do we think that could be a downfall, maybe, Paddy? As, uh, as, as, or, or is the fact that Unai Emery's system is 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 so much based on communication, it's based on cohesion, it's based on togetherness, that the fact that they're playing together and together and together is actually more of a positive. Because I know what side of bread, my, my, I don't know what side my bread is buttered on, but I'm just playing devil's advocate for the moment here. <laughs> oh yeah, well, 100%, the most important word you used there was togetherness. That that seems to be what he's instilling in this team. Um I, the, the the only time since he took over, I didn't, I didn't, I saw a bit of fear was at the weekend. I thought we retreated into ourselves in the second half, and we struggled to cope with with the fear that was behind us. That you know, when you've got such a huge figure of of Emmy Martinez and such an imposing figure, it's great to have him behind you. So when that changes, it changes everything. The same way we'd worry if we didn't have Ollie Watkins, if we didn't have the the person who's putting the most of the balls in the back of the net, yeah, and and that that could go for. A number of players across the team. Um, I, I'm happy he's gone with Moreno again because I think he's a, u- a useful weapon to have. It also gives him the option to bring Luca Dean on again and uh, give give him a rest for the weekend if needs yep. be. If it, hopefully that will be the case. That's what I'm hoping for. Whether that happens or not, now is another story. But yeah, togetherness is the most important thing. They seem to be a really, really together bunch. I love the way our South American bunch stick together and they socialize together and they have the crack together. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the Irish guys all together back in the 90s. <laughs> exactly. And what it doesn't remind me of is the time that Juan Pablo Angel came over and basically had to more or less lock himself in his room when he wasn't training because he knew no her, you know, no one. And his wife, I think, was was given birth at the time. And, and we've come a long way in kind of integrating uh, players that come from yeah. all over the world into the club now. Because I, I remember that that was like, and Juan Pablo still says, like, it took him four or five months to go fire him because he couldn't speak the language very well. And he just basically, like, he was plonked in the middle of Birmingham going, what do I do here? You know, <laughs> so it's great to see all that, the socialising that they do together. And the fact that they're all becoming good mates, you know. Because uh, it's very easy to sit in a dressing room with people you don't like as well. Uh, but they do seem to like each other, and that's fantastic. And once again, that's the bond. That's the bond of this team. Before we look yeah. at the Fulham team, Paddy, I just want to say thank you very much, Justin. For Thank you very much for that. Uh, Justin says, bought his summer series tickets today. So glad they're coming to the USA. I got a good feeling about the match today. And likewise, I do too. Uh, Matthew Long, thank you as well so much. Uh, really, really appreciate that. And Matthew says, no more injuries, please, as we're not deep. I, I, I agree with that. I, You know, we've been very lucky. But then again, you know, we have to thank the, the support staff that Aston Villa have around, around Bodymore Heath as well. You know, they've got these players in tip-top condition 
and and it's it's you know it's testament to I suppose the the loading that they do on these players with their muscles and stuff like that that they don't get these um they don't get injuries and I'm touching all the wood that I possibly have here in my <laughs> my office that, that that continues continues tonight as well a lot of lot of Tony Daly talking in the chat there as well we love Tony Daly we've had him on here as well and while he's not going to be sitting in Paddy's seat tonight because sometimes he does sit in his seat <laughs> in the whole end I want to say a very very best of luck to Jonathan Jonathan Fairless who's going to be sitting there tonight and um, he was the winner of the uh, he gave the most impassioned plea to Paddy um, uh, over the last couple of days and delighted himself and his uh, his his uh, little man are getting there to see Villa, Villa tonight as I'm delighted that absolutely everybody that's going there tonight Villa Park under lights although it probably won't be that many lights tonight but Villa Park under lights is going to be um, is always a very very special occasion so best of luck if there's anybody watching this that are in the stadium as well tonight um, a couple of other little chats there as well Richard Edwards getting in his, uh, his score prediction early we're not there yet for this but I'll still read it out <laughs> 2-0 Watkins and Duran off the bench uh, Kieran O'Callaghan uh, has another score prediction in there 3-1 Ali Watkins first goal stick your mortgage on it I don't know. I, uh, well, I don't know if I'm brave enough to stick my mortgage on it, but um, I have backed uh, Aston Villa in a double with another team that shall not be named uh, to win tonight. So um, uh, we will see what happens there. Uh, let's take a little look at the Fulham team. So we've got Brent Leno on goals, Tete, Tosin, Tosin <laughs> Reem and Robinson at the back. Uh, uh, Polina and uh, Reed, who are a formidable partnership, they are playing in the double pivot. Andreas Wilson and, and uh, William with uh, Dan James up top. Dan James is that little, he's like a little imp whenever he plays against us. He always does something. He's just like, I I don't hate him or anything, but like that. But if I was Tyrone Mings, I'd find it difficult not to leave a stray elbow in that face. <laughs> I don't know why. So don't get me wrong. I don't encourage violence or anything like that. It's just he always does something. He always does something against us. I don't know. No matter who he's played for, he always just seems to save his best against Aston Villa. I don't know what it is. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out. Is, is he? Is he the change? He's he's in for decor. Decor. Yeah, he's in for decorative read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see any other changes that that are jumping out at me. But look. Other than that, we knew we knew what we were facing. I, I I didn't think he was going to start, but he's there. He does he does give us a hard time. He has been known to prop up with a goal. Um, he could be there to counteract our high line because if he gets in behind us, he he could very well cause trouble. That's what we don't want to see him five yards ahead of our, our two center halves. But look, we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how that pans out over the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. But look, they, they've had a good season. You know, they, they, they can't be denied how well they've done this season. Um, there's some good players in there. They're going to give us a game. I just, I just hope we have it. What, what we've had over the last three or four months and that togetherness to come together again tonight and get the three points because these are vital three points. Absolutely. Their bench is made up by Rodak, Cedric, uh, Shane Duffy, uh, Issa Diop, uh, Lukic, uh, Tom Kearney, our old four from the Championship, uh, Manor Solomon, who went on a massive scoring run there recently as well. Bobby Decorova Reed and Vinicius is in there as well. That's like I like I like Tom Kearney. Tom Tom Kearney scored the most and go important goal in Aston Villa's history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's I, our own I, I, I always say in, in a roundabout way. Yeah, if 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 we had gone up that season under Dr. Tony Ja, God knows what mm. kind of a state we'd be in now. So 
losing that losing that uh, playoff final is probably the best thing that ever happened. Maybe so. Yeah, but look, as I say, um, the stars are aligning for Aston Villa and hopefully they continue to align tonight. And just to clarify my Dan James piece, he's just he's just someone that gets under our skin. You know, he really, really does wicked pace. And uh, like it just all, I always think back to more recently that Leeds game where that 3-3 uh, Leeds game where he outjumped Tyrone Mings at the back post and then he scored a wonder goal as well just before that. And uh, was it... F- Philippe Patino came or was was pulling the strings for us, but it was a really entertaining game. But like he just turned into a man possessed against Aston Villa, and I hope he doesn't do it again tonight uh, as well. But um, I want to talk a small bit there about. I'm just gonna get rid of this. Get rid of this. And I want to talk a small bit there about um, uh, about uh, Emmy Buendia, Paddy. Emmy Buendia. There's once again, we about two weeks ago we started. We, we we spoke about the fact that there was a small bit creeping in of um, you know, a bit of uh, frustration with Emmy Buendia, uh, and I think it, it it seemed to come across again uh, during the course of this week, specifically in in on Twitter. I'm I'm saying this on Twitter. I know we know we we can we like what he does. Put it this way: we like the fact that he, we know he creates space, or we feel he creates space. Should I say? Um, but. Do you think that maybe he's uh, like when he isn't scoring goals and stuff like that? Do you think the fact that that he's past completion and the fact that he does give the ball away? Do you think that that's kind of going to how would I put it? Going to going to dull his favor with the manager pretty soon? I don't think so because it, when he generally gives the ball away, it, it it's in it's in the final third of the pitch and and it, and it's you know he's genuinely trying to create something and and that's when the ball gets given away. Yeah. You, you can't you can't have a high pass percentage rate when you're trying to play through balls to guys because defenders read it they get cut out it's overhit these things happen but we do have to play them otherwise we we don't break the lines so I'm absolutely fine with with his pass percentage rate um it's it's in the area where it's not causing us the most distress so when when our fullbacks are doing things like that then we're, then, then we're in a bit of trouble but no I'm absolutely fine with my idea I love what he does. I love his passion. I love him throwing his arms in the air. I love when he doesn't get the ball that he should he get. And, and he, you see him actually getting annoyed at, at those around him. So um, I, I I don't have any, genuinely don't have anything bad to say about him. I think he, I, t- I think he's a bonus to have around the place. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the opinion as well that he he's, his work rate is fantastic. Um, I'd much prefer to have him in there and be busy and be trying things. And yes, I know I'm a statistics man and people see me, you know, when I start talking about, about signings and stuff like this, but I always do caveat signings with the, with the fact that you got to look at the numbers and you got to look what you see in the field as well. And yes, two things may, may, uh, may jump off the page as in, yes, he may not complete passes, but if that's all you're looking for, if you're looking for someone to come in there and be robotic, that's fine. Competing passes is very, very important. Don't get me wrong. It is very, very important. But Emmy, Emmy Brandia is like, he's a space creator. He really is, and and he's vital. He's uh, he him or a player like him are vital to the to the way that Emery sets up with us at this moment in time. Myself and Dan Bardell were actually chatting chatting about it in the podcast about two or three weeks ago, and um, we were talking about it o- over WhatsApp as well. 
and and uh, it it to me, I think the fact that he's able to drop back into into that midfield allows both our pivots to go back when we're in a defensive position, allows us to go back into a six at the back. He comes into that space right in the middle of the D and picks it up, and he's got the he's got the ability to be able to take on players, to win a free, to hit the hit the deck if he needs to do it, or even to carry that ball forward, like we saw it in the in the first couple of minutes against uh, Brentford at the weekend. Picks up the ball, he makes a bursting run. Players back off him. He's got the talent to be able to run at them and take a shot. And he takes one in the outside of his foot, and David Reyes to get down and has to save save it. Yes, there was a lot of passes that he misplaced. I wouldn't even say misplaced, but there was a lot of a lot of tight windows that he tried to force the ball into. I'm just not sure that that's a, that that's as big a negative as the stat sheet would allow it to be, if that makes sense. Um, yes, it's always going to be highlighted in a game where we draw or a game where we lose, but in a game that we win, whereby, whereby maybe he's a 70% pass completion rate, but has an assist and maybe has, you know, four or five key, key chances created, that's still a positive for me, you know. So I suppose it really depends for me on how much the ball is fed to him and how much he can get on the ball uh, from, from that point of view. And look, he got an assist at the weekend. Uh, he was it was him that assisted Douglas Luiz as well. Yep. Uh, last word uh, for this, Paddy, before we finish up, because I know that you got to get somewhere. Um, so uh, we're we're going to see a, a nippier forward going back to Dan James in there. Do we have any concerns over him maybe dropping off and 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 dropping in between Dan Donker and Douglas Luiz and causing hassle and then maybe creating that overlap that Leicester did against us? Like we need that drop drop deep, and they got Tete in behind us. They got um, they got Harvey Barnes in behind us. Do we think we've learned from that situation that we've had previously, or do you think that it's it's still an area where we're vulnerable? You just don't know what you're going to get, and that's always the situation when you got a pacey player. He he could be just running down blind alleys, or he could really punish you, and you've got to be prepared for both. My my concern is that early in the game we will undoubtedly put pressure on them because that's what we should be doing. We're we're in our cauldron. We should be we should be dictating the pace of the game. If we do play a high line there is always the temptation to go over the top for him. So I would imagine we will have somebody sitting a little bit, maybe 10 yards deeper, maybe a, a Tyrone Ming sitting about 10 yards deeper than everybody else for that reason. But uh, time will tell. I don't think I don't think it will decide the game that he's there. I think we'll have enough, and I'm going for a 2-0 win tonight. Yeah. I am going with, you've guessed it, one nil Aston Villa because we are under <laughs> Unai Emery and we 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 win one nil um is is my motto um I do think tonight's going to be I see where was it who is it there uh, Danny has up there Danny says uh, I've backed a few cards tonight I think it's going to get spicy I've got a funny feeling as well tonight's going to be a spicy affair am I am I mistaken Paddy are are all the cards kind of cancelled from here on in obviously red cards aren't but the accumulation of yellow cards are not cancelled. I'd love to know, and I know AVFC Stato mightn't have. I, no, I was going to say he won't have this. We we finished with it at the weekend, so the, yes. that 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 it doesn't matter now. If we get ten yellow cards, you don't get a suspension. I'd love and to know from from Brentford onwards. I I I'd love to know what the statistic is in this game when you clear the threshold. If they go nuclear with the amount of the amount of yellow cards, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to, no. I said it's going to get spicy tonight, isn't it? It's going to get. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be a lot, a lot of, a lot of freeze in this game. Um, I think it would suit. I think it suits Everton as well to to slow this game down. Bright, uh, Brentford slowed the game down for us at the weekend, and see how it kind of went. They stood off us. 
they they got back into a great defensive defensive yeah. pattern. And uh, I think if uh, if Fulham do that tonight, there could be cards in this game. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Fulham have the capabilities of managing the game the way Brentford did. I think mm. they're all about pace and piss and vinegar, as you say. I think that that high octane game will will suit them. It might be up to us to slow that down. It, it, it might be up to us to make them fight for the ball, and uh, it's going to make for an interesting first first fifteen minutes for sure. Excellent, excellent, Paddy. If you want to jump off there because I know that you're caught for time, I can do the um, I can do the roundup of scores. So if you want to start popping your scores in below there, Excellent. I'll try and uh, get to them as quick as I can. Good man, Paddy. Chat to you later. All the flannerys I was looking for. <laughs> Cheers. Good luck. See you later. So yeah, so this is it, guys. I think, as I said, I think Villa are going to win one nil. I think it might be defensive, uh, defensive goal again. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very original. I'm going with the same thing I've gone. I've gone with for the last. Uh, I said last ten weeks, uh, whereby it's one nil with a defensive goal. And look, it's going to come good at some stage. So we're going to start off here with Andrew. Andrew's two two nil to the mighty Villa. Nicholas Fosca, good to see you, Nicholas. Four nil statement win coming in. Brilliant. Dark side says three one. Bashik says five one. We're due a big one. And uh, the whole tender, whole tender. Rob says two nil to Villa is eight to one. Um, AVFC, AVFC, RSAV says, my son is at the game and he told me earlier it'll be 2-1 with Watkins and Bundia. My missus agrees with him on the score and I am only going with 3-1. Uh, and I am going with 3-1, as you say. So, uh, yeah, 3-1, I'd love that. 2-0, um, says Duncan. Uh, Jordy Villain says, Guinea to score. Villa up the first 10 minutes. Uh, Villa up in the first 10 minutes. Us to score more than one. One at halftime and I to have two shots on target is 250 to one. So I'm guessing I'm calling Villa three. But Jordy, I'm glad you spelled out what you were guessing at the very end because I was lost there. I was lost in the first sentence. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So you're going with Villa 3-0, McGinn and Ali to score. Richie Ryan is going with 2-1 as well. Pat, I saw you had something in there earlier, Pat. Uh, it was in there. I'm trying to... You might put it back in again, Pat, because I've lost it. I've lost the comment. There it is. Mystic Max. Mystic Pat Max says Villa are going to be by three goals. 100%. Just watch. 3-0 or 4-1. Let's go, Villa, lads. Excellent. Um, where are we? Hold down the Rob says 4 or 5. And then he, come, he goes nil. So it's going to be 4 or 5 nil. Uh, Pete still says 3 nil. Yeah, where are we here? Uh, Justin W says 3-1. Ramsey Watkins and hopefully Duran off the bench. Uh, the, Spi uh, the Villa Society says 2-0. And a spicy Moreno, Moreno goal. Um, Dante, Dan the, Dante man, I was going to say. Dan the man. Under Unai Emery, we've been unstoppable and going for a nice and handy 3-0 win. Emmy clean sheet, 100%. Um, bu -bu 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 Rachel says 1-0 to Villa. Spencer says 2-0 to Villa. Uh, James Carr says 2-1. And a Jackie, uh, Emmy and, uh, and Meatball. Stato says 2-0 Villa. Richard, Richard Edwards says 2-0 Villa. Um, uh, X is predicted. Uh, X Matt, Matt Texas, <laughs> Matt Texas, I'm gonna call you. Uh, uh, what are you, what are you? <laughs> I'm from Texas, predicted top eight. Good stuff. Um, Mighty Villain says 3 1 Watkins hat trick. Danny says 3 1 as well. Red card and a penal. Uh, Villa Villain says 1 0 to Villa with Watkins to score. Osgurm. Says uh, two one up the Villa. Uh, Michael says two one McGinn and Buendia. Michael Parson says two nil Villa. Silly one says two nil Villa. Ali and MEB. Um, him male A uh, says four two with four different scores. Um, ba boom. Adam Phillips says four nil. Uh, two cash six six says two nil. 
Uh, Richie Ryan says, 5-1 in 20 minutes. 5-1 in... All right. <laughs> you referencing the Spurs, the Spurs game at the weekend. It could be something like that. Uh, Pete still says, 3-0. Dougie from outside the box. Hans, 5-7-5, says 1-0 Mings to score. Uh, Slanja says only the 23 nil tonight it's tough game John Steele says 2 nil. Camera Baby says 2-0 uh, Dan the Man says 5 nil. he's after changing it uh, RA Venture 26 says 1-1 one, until one late two late goals makes it 3-1 um, and think they'll score first Dusty says 3-0 Daryl Bog says 3-1 uh, to Villa Watkins McGinn and Buendia Pete Tandy says 2-0 to Villa uh, Carl Kennedy says Watkins hat-trick 4 win Buendia screamer Fulham score early, Villa win 2-1. Jerry, it says Brendan Walsh. Jerry Garrity says 2-1 uh, two, two Villa. Um, Stuart Richards says 3-0. Dave Pack says 3-0. And Pat Max says smash those thumbs. I would implore you all to smash the thumbs up as well. And if you are not a subscriber of the podcast, please subscribe to it on YouTube and all the audio podcasts as well for your best delight, for your best audio delight as well. Um. Thank you so much, everybody, for that. Before we go, actually, I want to give a little shout out. I don't know. I forgot to ask you a fellow his name. Here in the little town in Galway that I live in, that I'm living in, I'm in exile in at the moment. I went in to get a sausage roll at the deli. And the, there was a lad behind the behind the deli. And he said to me, he goes, are you the guy from the podcast? And I said, yeah, Jesus, I am. I didn't expect it at all. He said his dad watches. And I completely forgot to ask who his dad was. And I forgot to ask who he was. So if you are from the Ornmore or the greater Ornmore region, and your young fellow works in was was behind the deli in the petrol station over near the train tracks in Oranmore. Thank you so much, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, I hope Villa win for you tonight. And I hope Villa win for every single one, every single person that's here as well in the stream tonight. And we will be back with a post match podcast. Um, I have a funny feeling that after I have about six or seven more of those cans. Uh, and hopefully that'll be out of nerves that the post-match podcast could be either feisty or could be full of crack. But either way, join us on the final whistle and we will see you then. But in the meantime, everybody, I hear us to an Aston Villa win. Villa versus Fulham, as I said, this is the most important game in Aston Villa's history since the start of the season. And uh, I'm looking forward to it knowing. So everybody gets seated, get settled, whether you're in the ground, whether you're at home. Um, I hope that you enjoy it and I hope Aston Villa come out with a win. So stay safe, stay healthy. And until later on, all that's left to say, is up the villa! Sports Social Podcast Network.